0: You're listening to Manufactured with Kim von der Weerd and this is a podcast about sustainability and the making of fashion. Join me in conversation with the people who manufacture what we wear. This is the third episode in a mini-series about decarbonization, and it requires a little bit of explanation. Every month, I host supplier meetups for the Asia Garment Hub. Supplier meetups are unrecorded, off the record conversations open only to suppliers. From May to August, our sessions were focused on decarbonization. And as a result of those discussions, I wrote a piece for the Asia Garment Hub called Practical Tips for Talking to Manufacturers About Decarbonization. And this episode is an audio version of that piece. By the way, if you're interested in supplier meetups, check out the link in the show notes. Next month's meetup will be our first in-person session, and it'll be in Singapore on the 1st of November at 6pm, which brings me to a logistical note. As I've mentioned, this is a passion project, and I'm going to be traveling quite a quite a bit the next couple of weeks, so it may take me a little bit of extra time to get the remaining decarbonization content out, but I promise you it will come, and I thank you for your patience as I try to balance everything. This episode is thanks to a collaboration with the Asia Garment Hub. The Asia Garment Hub is a one-stop shop for industry data, news, resources, and tools. It connects people and organizations from across the sector with a single vision to make it fairer, more sustainable, and more competitive. Becoming a member is free. Link for more information in the show notes. This podcast is a passion project and a labor of love. Support the show by following along on Instagram at manufactured underscore podcast or sign up for the newsletter at www.manufacturedpodcast.com for an overview of the latest episodes, articles I've recently published, and links to off-the-beaten-path reading. Last but not least, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and hit subscribe. This helps other people find the show, and I'd really love your help with that. Practical tips for talking to manufacturers about decarbonization. It's not a good sign if the entities tasked with transforming the industry's climate impact struggle to think of a conversation about decarbonization during which they felt their challenges were recognized and understood. The Asia Garment Hub hosts monthly supplier meetups, unrecorded, off-the-record conversations open only to suppliers. We've spent the last few months talking about decarbonization, and I will put a summary of our chats from May, June, and July in the show notes. And during those chats, many of the manufacturers attending the sessions were troubled with the way decarbonization is approached in the fashion industry. Several also expressed an interest in moving the conversation into a setting that includes other stakeholders. This article is a very small attempt to start to shift the dialogue. So, if you are an advocate of decarbonizing the fashion industry, but you're not a manufacturer, this piece summarizes some of what we've been thinking about. We'd also love to know what's been on your mind. Let us know, and I will put a link in the show notes. What's wrong with decarbonization conversations? Initially, the small but dedicated group of participating manufacturers rattled off very specific grievances. For example, and I'm paraphrasing, we need a way to set decarbonization goals that are sensitive to what's possible in a given place for a given factory. Science-based targets are not that. Someone else said, What am I supposed to do? Go into energy politics? That's not my area of expertise. Someone else said, Access to finance would be nice, but even more important is the business model. Will my business even exist in 15 years? We need to be talking about prices. Someone else said, the reality is that the incentive for the manufacturer is to get more business. Doing something about our carbon impact isn't what lands us an order. But over time, participants began expressing a more fundamental problem, a lack of recognition for what was being asked of them. Repeatedly, people expressed that non manufacturers did not seem to understand what decarbonization really means for a manufacturer. For example, and again, I'm paraphrasing. One person said, There's the perception that factories can solve whatever is thrown at them and that they can do it alone. It's easy to have an idea and throw it at a factory, but that factory isn't always in a position to do something about it. Someone else said, Achieving decarbonization targets will take a lot more than swapping out light bulbs. It's about transforming our whole operating environment, our community. Someone else said, people with no understanding of place and context nonetheless permit themselves to have an opinion about what factories should do to decarbonize. Someone else said, we, manufacturers, feel like we're being asked to move mountains alone, and worse still, doing it for free while the rest of the world seems indifferent as to whether our businesses survive or not. And finally, someone said, maybe the only thing manufacturers need from the international community, whether that's brands, retailers, and beyond, to decarbonize is for them to stand behind the idea that solutions are local. So what does a better conversation look like? During the August supplier meetup, I asked participants whether they could describe a conversation about decarbonization during which they did feel recognition, during which they did feel that their challenges were genuinely understood. Silence. Then, a few chuckles. One manufacturer, seemingly in an effort to underscore how rarely he feels understood, remarked, That's a very good question. It's not a good sign if the entities tasked with transforming the industry's impact struggle to think of a conversation about decarbonization during which they felt that their challenges were recognized and understood. After a few moments, another manufacturer tentatively put forward an example. He started by describing the context. The person did not work directly for a brand, nor were they a direct client. A decarbonization target also wasn't the starting point for the conversation, Both of these things helped make this a different kind of conversation. This person was also willing to look beyond the standard decarbonization toolbox. There was recognition that business as usual was not going to get us where we want to be. I followed up by asking other participants to describe a hypothetical conversation about decarbonization that would feel positive. Here are some of the responses, and I'm still paraphrasing. One person said, The other person has to be willing to look at the whole picture, not only their own position. How do we get people to see beyond their own interests? Is it even possible? We struggle, even within our own company, between headquarters and the factory floor, to get people to do this. Someone else said, The person doesn't shy away from the gap between where we are and where we want to be. Someone else said, The person embraces complexity, is willing to invest in understanding the details. Someone else said. The person understands that it's very difficult for a single supplier to take on the issue of decarbonization alone. There is understanding that solutions re- will require local and maybe also regional collaboration. And someone else said, It's impossible for non-manufacturers, or sometimes even for other manufacturers making different products or operating in different geographies than us, to understand our specific challenges. People on the other side of the conversation must have the humility to stop prescribing solutions. And finally, someone said, the other person is willing to implicate themselves, acknowledge that they too have to change the way that they work. It's recognized that we all have a role to play. So, some practical tips for having a better, different kind of decarbonization conversation. If you're not a manufacturer and you want to ensure that your next decarbonization chat with a manufacturer is constructive, here's a preliminary, non-exhaustive list of do's and don'ts. Do. Do define self-interest broadly decarbonization goals must be about more than market differentiation. There is no such thing as a single sustainable business. It doesn't matter if one company achieves its decarbonization targets if the rest of the industry and beyond isn't able to follow. This means acknowledging our codependence. As one manufacturer so poignantly remarked, competition loses its meaning in a situation where we all win or we all lose. Do be vulnerable. Acknowledge the ways in which you contribute to the problem. We cannot define self-interest broadly if we aren't willing to admit the ways in which we contribute to collective outcomes that none of us want. Our point of departure must be that we all have a role to play. We are all implicated. We are all part of the problem. We all need to change. Do. Listen. We cannot define self-interest broadly if we do not understand how our own business practices impact others. This means setting aside your day job, your own point of view, and spending time in someone else's shoes. It means hearing what's being said without making judgments about whether it's good or bad, right or wrong. It means approaching someone whose lived experience does not fit within your own framework for understanding the world with curiosity. Do. Let go of the impulse to control. We all do things that lead to outcomes that collectively none of us want. Most of the time, it's not because we are bad people in need of more oversight and control. And yet, so many of the tools in our sustainability toolbox are implicitly premised on leverage, on better controlling or policing how someone else behaves. Don't. Don't prescribe solutions. A conversation that starts with trying to get a manufacturer to do something predefined is not likely to create the conditions for open and honest conversation. This includes starting the conversation with a target. Don't trivialize the gap between where the industry collectively is and where it needs to be. This includes, but is not limited to, referring to climate change as a data problem and focusing on targets. Don't. Assume that manufacturers are always in a position to do something about climate change. These tips are endorsed by the following individuals working in apparel manufacturer. Matthew Gwenther, Martin Sue, Samantha Taylor, James Cunningham. If you support this piece, endorse it by dropping us an email, and I will put a link to that in the show notes. If you'd like to read this piece, I will also put a link to that in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Manufactured. Support the show by following me on Instagram at manufactured podcast or sign up for the newsletter at www.manufacturedpodcast.com for an overview of the latest episodes, articles I've recently published, and links to off the beaten path reading. Last but not least, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and hit subscribe. This helps other people find the show, and I'd really love your help with that.